This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Good afternoon and welcome to Leather and Lace. And uh, we're on the back now of a very long series that I did, which was um, nine parts, nine parts of the 50 women who shaped rock and roll over the years. And it was great. So if you want to go back and have a listen to that, you can do that via freshfm.net and it's a podcast there under Leather and Lace. But what we're doing today, and of course we're coming live to you from our Motueka studio here in Dex Reserve, and uh, today I am doing something else. Helen, our station manager, has said to me on numerous occasions, why don't you start from A and work through the alphabet? And so, you know what? I think I'll do that. I don't know how far I'll get, but I'm, I'm going to start. So we're, we're starting today with the A's. <laughs> So uh, who we're going to start with first is Ariana Grande. So she was born on June the 26th in 1993 in Florida. And as a young child, she performed with the Fort Lauderdale Children's Theatre, playing her first role as the title character in their version of the musical Annie. She also performed in their musicals The Wizard of Oz and Beauty and the Beast. And at the age of eight, she performed at a karaoke lounge on a cruise ship with various orchestras such as South Florida's Philharmonic, Florida Sunshine Pops and Symphonic Orchestras. So that's at the age of eight. It's like, what? even <laughs> she um made her first national television appearance singing the star-spangled banner for the florida panthers so um by the i'm what i'm going to do too is i'm going to play well at this stage i'm going to play three tracks from each of the artists um it may go down to two because i might not be able to fit enough in but at this stage we're going to go three because i think it gives you a really good uh, look at the artists and Ari- Ariana Grande is not somebody that I would listen to normally so I hope I'm saying her name correctly um, but okay so moving right along by the age of 13 she became serious about pursuing a musical career although she still concentrated on the theater as well when she first arrived in LA to meet with her managers she expressed a desire to record an R&B album she was like I want to make an R&B album, and they were like, hmm, that's a pretty huge goal. Who's going to buy a 14-year-old's R&B album? Anyway, in 2008, she was cast in a supporting role of uh, cheerleader Charlotte in the musical 13 on Broadway. Um, When she joined the musical, she left um, the school that she was at, but she continued to be enrolled because she's still really young at this stage, only 14. Um... Anyway, what I want to play for you is her first single, which is called Put Your Hearts Up. That came out in 2011, and it was recorded for a potential uh, teen-oriented pop album that it never it was never issued. Um, she later disowned the track for its bubblegum pop sound, saying that she didn't have an interest in recording music of that genre. However, that song later was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America, so... We're going to play that song first, and I hope I'm not giving you too much information, but this is what I researched to find out who who she is. So here is Put Your Hearts Up from Ariana, Ariana Grande. Let me see you put your hearts up, yeah. 
Watching the lights of the city Walking by strangers on the side of the street Like a quarter and a couple Get them up on if you like You think you're never gonna make your mind Sit back and watch the world while it falls apart Like, out of sight, out of mind Like, like it's just a risk of time Like, like, like So that was Ariana Grande, and it's a bit of a shame that she used the hey from What's Going On by four non-blondes or What's Up. Um, yeah, that's that's a bit of a shame. But anyway, <laughs> let's keep going. I'd like to thank Kelly over at Unlimited Copies for her sponsorship of Leather and Lace on Fresh FM. It means so much to us, so thank you so much. And uh, you can go and see Kelly any day over there. She's open <laughs> too, too long, too longer hours, and she's been doing it for so long. But she does all sorts of photocopying and makes pamphlets and binds books and so many things. And you can go and use the internet there as well. She's just amazing. She is a superwoman. All righty, so let's keep going. So the next uh, track that I want to play for you is, um, where are we? Um, from her debut studio album, which was Yours Truly. And it was um, originally titled Daydreaming, but she recorded that over a three-year period and it was released in 2013, and it did debut at number one on the US Billboard 200 albums charts, with 138,000 copies sold in its first week. It also debuted in the top 10 in several other countries, including Australia, the UK, Ireland, and the Netherlands. So I'm going to play for you um, the lead single, which is The Way, and it features Pittsburgh rapper Mac Miller. Um, it debuted at number 10 on the US Billboard Hot 100 and it eventually peaked at number 9 for about two weeks. So um, here is The Way from the album Yours Truly. Yours Truly 
What we gotta do right here is go back. Back in the time. FM. So that was Ariana Grande and Mac Miller with The Way from the album Yours Truly. And I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. I'm with you until one o'clock today. And uh, I wonder what you're doing. What are you doing? You're probably having your lunch or you're driving somewhere. It's coming up about 15 minutes after 12. And uh, hopefully you're eating something delicious. And uh, let's keep going with this. So Ariana Grande, the track I'm going to play for you is Positions, um, and it was released in 2020 as the album's lead singer single. Sorry, Positions was a global success, and it debuted atop the US Billboard Hot 100, becoming Grande's fifth US number one single, and extended her record of being the first artist to have five number one debut singles on the chart. It spent 17 weeks in the top 10 of the Hot 100. So um, this is the last track by Ariana Grande, and there's so much more to know about her, but I'm just you know, going to give you little bits and pieces. So here is Positions. You're listening to Fresh FM. This is the Leather and Lace Show with Muzi.
FM is broadcast on 107.2 in the Nelson CBD, 104.8 in Nelson Tasman, 95.0 in Takaka and 88.9 in Blenheim. And you know what? You can also download the accessmedia.nz app, which is free from your app store. And you can listen on demand to community programs from all over New Zealand. So there are 12 community radio stations throughout New Zealand and on that app accessmedia.nz you can listen to heaps of stuff that is created here in New Zealand by your communities fantastic alrighty so let's keep going this is Leather and Lace with Moozy Moo on Fresh FM now we're moving into Alia now Alia Dana Horton was born in 1979 and sadly passed away in 2001 so she's known as Alia and she's an American singer, actress, dancer and model. She's been credited for helping to redefine contemporary R&B, pop and hip-hop, earning her the nicknames the Princess of R&B and the Queen of Urban Pop. She was born in Brooklyn and raised in Detroit. She first gained recognition at the age of 10 when she appeared on the television show Star Search and performed in concert alongside Gladys Knight. What an amazing thing to do is, you know, perform at that age alongside Gladys Knight. Wow, that's just incredible. At the age of 12, um, she'd signed with Jive Records and her uncle, Barry Hankerson's Blackground Records. Hankerson introduced her to R. Kelly, who became her mentor, as well as a lead songwriter and producer of her debut album, Age Ain't Nothing But A Number. So I'm going to play that song for you now, and then we're going to talk about what Age Ain't Nothing But A Number might have reference to. So here's Alia with age ain't nothing but but a number and I think how old is she here at about she's about twelve. May fifth, nineteen ninety three. Alia's diary.
So that was Alia with Age Ain't Nothing But A Number. And sorry, she was 15 when she recorded that. Or 14 when she recorded it, 15 when it was released. And at that time, she had been working with um, with R, with Kelly, R. Kelly. Okay, so <laughs> let's get back here. So that album sold 3 million copies in the United States and it was certified double platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. And after facing allegations of an illegal marriage with R. Kelly, Alia ended her contract with Jive and signed with Atlantic Records. Now, at that time, she was 15 and R. Kelly was 27 years old. And I just need to tell you that this... September, October, he, R. Kelly, has been found guilty of all counts that he was put up for and faces life in prison. And I have to read this out because it's really important. The conviction of R. Kelly on all nine counts against him came as a significant moment in the Me Too movement for both black women and for the music industry, ushering in a sense that finally justice had been served. But the verdict on Monday also prompted an obvious question. Women have said that the singer's abuses began as early as the start of the 1990s. Why did it take three decades for the singer to receive criminal punishment? And here are a few possible answers. The entertainer had an expansive network of enablers around him, federal prosecutors said, from his closest confidants and employees to many in the music industry who knew of the concerns about his behaviour but did not intervene. 
The government drew attention to what has been described as the settlement factory that kept his accusers quiet, offering evidence of Mr Kelly's payments to women who made accusations in exchange for their silence. And what Um, And when that was not enough, Mr. Kelly used henchmen to lodge threats and extract exact revenge, blackmailing women with nude photographs of themselves or embarrassing information, one prosecutor, Elizabeth Geddes, said in in closing arguments. Federal prosecutors also accused Mr. Kelly of paying witnesses to not cooperate with the authorities in the lead-up to his 2008 trial and acquittal. They said the singer let some witnesses know they could be subject to physical harm if they proceeded. There are some cultural factors that may have helped Mr Kelly avoid consequences for his behaviour as well. Legal experts and people who study sexual abuse have also suggested that the race of most of Mr Kelly's accusers likely played a role. Experts say black women have historically been far more likely than white women to have their accusations about sexual misconduct distrusted or ignored. Our reality is that our society does not view black women and girls as credible, said Kenyat Barnes, a co-founder of the Mute R. Kelly campaign. We assume that 15-year-old black girls have the cognitive ability to manipulate a grown man. Yeah, right. So thankfully, he has um, he's looking at life in prison for um, abuse of young women and also sex trafficking of young girls. So yay, I'm really pleased about that. Anyway, let's move on from that. But I just needed to to read that out and and let you know that that was happening because um, it's good. It's really good. So she recorded, Alia recorded her second album, One in a Million, with producer-songwriters Timberland and Missy Elliott. How exciting. She released it in 1996 to commercial success and graduated from high school the following year. So I'm going to play for you the track one in a million and you know this 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 was a switch around for her um you know it was switching her up a notch and getting away from the negativity of of that young life and and moving forward here's alia with one in a million you're listening to fresh fm
New Zealand on air, supporting Fresh FM. So that was Alia with One in a Million. And the last track that I'm going to play for you by Alia is um, from her third and final studio album. And it was titled Alia. It was released in 2001. And it was released by Blackground Records and Virgin Records. Um, because of its packaging design, it was also known as the Red Album because it is red with a beautiful picture of her on the front of it. She started to work on the album in 1998, but rescheduled its recording around her developing film career. She resumed recording in 2000 at the Sing Sing Studios in Australia, where she shot her role for the 2002 film Queen of the Damned during the day, and she recorded songs at night. So, you know, right from the age of 10, she was um, driven, driven to have... Um, you know, this career in R&B. And it's so sad that she had that moment with um, with he who shall not be named here on um, because, you know, it was so few years after that that she died. And, you know, she, she was linked with him, which is really sad. So when Blackground and Virgin wanted a high-charting single to increase the album sales, Alia shot a music video for the song Rock the Boat in the Bahamas. She died in a plane crash during the return flight on August the 25th, which is so incredibly sad, 2001. After her death, the sales of the album greatly increased and led it to the top of the Billboard 200, eventually reaching more than 13 million copies sold worldwide. Released during a period of peak activity in R&B, the album has since been cited by critics as one of the genre's best and most influential records from this era. So she died at the age of 22 in that airplane accident. And the she, I'll just read this for you. When the badly overloaded aircraft she was travelling in crashed shortly after takeoff, killing all nine on board. The pilot was later found to have traces of cocaine and alcohol in his body and was not qualified to fly the aircraft designated for the flight. Alia's family later filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the aircraft's operator Blackhawk International Airways, which was settled out of court. In the decades since her death, Alia's music has continued to achieve commercial success, aided by several posthumous releases, and she's sold an estimated 24 to 32 million albums worldwide. Her accolades include three American Music Awards with two MTV VMAs, along with five Grammy Award nominations. Billboard lists her as the 10th most successful female R&B artist of the past 25 years and the 27th most successful in history what a shame such an incredible incredible shame to have lost such an amazing talent at such a young age and and by such avoidable ways but anyway here is Alia with Rock the Boat you're listening to Fresh FM this is Leather and Lace with Moozy Moo
So that was Rock the Boat by Alia, and that was from her final album. You're listening to Fresh FM. This is the Leather and Lace Show with Moozy Moo, and uh, we're doing female vocalists that start with A. <laughs> and next up, we've got Aretha Franklin. She was the queen of soul. She was born Aretha Louise Franklin in 1942. Quite an amazing lady. And I've done a, a radio program totally dedicated to her before. Um, so I've covered a lot of ground with her. She w- has twice been placed ninth in the Rolling Stones' 100 Greatest Artists of All Time. She began her career as a child singing gospel in um, the Baptist Church in Michigan. Her father was a minister, of course. At the age of 18, she embarked on a music career as a recording artist for Columbia Records. And while her career didn't immediately flourish, she found acclaim and commercial success once she signed with Atlantic Records in 1966. The first track that I want to play for you is, of course, a track that we all know, Respect. It's a song written and originally recorded by American soul singer Otis Redding. It was released in 1965 as a single from his third album, And in 1967, fellow soul singer Aretha Franklin covered and rearranged it, resulting in a bigger hit and making it her signature song. So, let's get into it. Here is Respect by Aretha Franklin. So that was Respect by Aretha Franklin. And let's have a look at the time. Whoa, we're 15 minutes away, or thereabouts, from 1 o'clock. And I've been really enjoying this time with you. So I think we're just going to keep on with Aretha. And uh, we'll finish our show off with three A's. (laughs) So next up, we've got You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. It's a 1967 single released by Aretha on the Atlantic label and it was actually co-written by Carole King and Jerry Goffin um, with input from Atlantic producer Jerry Wexler. It was actually written for Aretha. The record was a big hit reaching number 8 on the Billboard Hot 100 and it became another of her signature songs. 
made history in the UK singles chart a week after she died, finally becoming a hit almost 51 years after it was first released, entering at number 79. So I I love this uh, version of this song. Here is Aretha Franklin with You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. So uninspired And when I knew I had to face another day Lord, it made me feel So tired Before the day I met you Life was so unkind You're the key to Fresh FM is supported by Irirangi Te Motu, New Zealand on air. So that was You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. And I don't know if you've heard the Carol King version of that. That's a really nice version as well if you're ever wanting to go and have a wee look. Okay, or a wee listen, really. So the next track that I'd like to play for you, um, we're coming up. What time are we now? We're about 10 minutes away from one. And I, this song, Think, is a song written by Aretha and Ted White. She first, it was first recorded by Aretha and it was released as a single in 1968 from her Aretha Now album. The song reached number seven on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming her seventh top ten hit in the United States. The song also reached number one on the magazine's Hot Rhythm and Blues singles, becoming her sixth single to top the chart. The song was written by her and her then-husband, Ted White, and um, she re-recorded the song in Atlantic at Atlantic Records' New York studio for the soundtrack of the 1980 film The Blues Brothers. It was so That was a great movie too. It was a fantastic film. So here is Aretha Franklin with Think.
Te reo irirangi o te tau ihu o te waka a Maui. Fresh FM. So that was Aretha Franklin with a sneaky one I chucked in there, Chain of Falls, and that was from her 1968 album, Lady Soul. We're almost out of time, so the last track that I'm going to play that we're going to go out on is one from This Christmas, Aretha. It's the first Christmas album and the 36th studio album by Aretha Franklin. It was produced by herself and Tina Clark. It was originally released in 2008, and then it came out again in 2009 where it was reissued on DMI Records. This Christmas debuted and peaked at number 102 on the US Billboard 200. So this is a beautiful track by uh, Aretha Franklin and it is Silent Night. So I look forward to being back with you again in a couple of weeks time but if you've missed this you can catch it as a podcast on freshfm.net or you can listen again next Tuesday from midday until one. Ka kite anō.
thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.